0: Well, folks, early voting is underway. And if you are somehow still undecided in this year's political climate, then you are either brain dead or actually dead. And neither of these personal situations is likely to stop anyone from voting. But seriously, since it is now upon us, I think this is our last chance to make some arguments in the name of sanity and saving our country. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining the podcast. This is Right All Week. I'm your host. My name is Dave. And if I am still accessible on all of the social media platforms, which apparently can continue to infringe on our communication without any consequence in perpetuity, then you can find me with the username at Right All Week. If you would like to send an email, then the address is rightallweek at gmail.com. If you're listening to a podcast and you can give us a positive review, that would be the right thing to do. And I'd say thank you also. If I'm still on YouTube, then please subscribe. Subscribe, like everybody everywhere. Please do share the content because we are hoping to unite some more people together with a common message, and we're also hoping to reach some folks with the message. New faces, and that would be good to bring them into the fold. So, talking today, as I referenced already, the election it's underway in a more official capacity because originally, yeah, we heard people talking about the all-new mail-in system because apparently absentee ballots just isn't good enough for COVID in 2020 situation. So we have to have something new happening this year and uh now we're more officially moving we're actually having early election situations like we started it here in my home state of Florida and apparently turnout's been pretty good so far so I do want to make the case now what are we voting for what is the situation right now this year in this current situation and I, I want to drop a disclaimer first because we are uh, myself and hopefully those who are watching, we are Bible believers. We are people who have first put our faith in Jesus, and we know that He is a King who is coming for us one day, and we know that, of course, the God in heaven is sovereign over everything, but we also have duties, right? We need to accurately reflect the kingdom of Christ on the earth, which is why I think it's important to remember things like you can't actually go into the booth and vote against Anything. If just because you don't like the way Trump says things, or you don't like his personality, or whatever this thing is that rubs you the wrong way, you can't go in there and do an anti-Trump vote. You can only do an alternative, an affirmation of an alternative is all that you can do when you get there so i think it's very important for us to remember that we're going to be affirming something when we go in to cast our vote so what are you going to affirm when you get there that's important but then also i want to get away from our normal mentality that we seem to have when these seasons come around again that it's a popularity contest of some kind that's kind of related to the whole personality situation but then the other part of that is People actually look at things like the number and what they, the nationwide popular vote. That's irrelevant, okay? Because we're not a nation of people, just a nation of people. We, we are a United States is what we are. And if you look back at the history, you see everybody who was living in the original colonies at the time that we founded this nation, they still valued their autonomy as the, the state that they were going to be living in. So you're not just trying to win the overall numbers the nationwide, which in which case one state could just have a lot more people. <clears throat> looking at you, California, and dominate everybody else with their crazy leftist ideology. Looking at you, New York, right? So we don't actually want that to be the case, and it never was the case. That's why the original debates over the Constitution were between Federalists and Anti-Federalists. Nobody was calling themselves Nationalists because that wasn't the goal. It never has been, and it never should be, and that's something for important for us to remember, that they're trying to win the majority of the votes in each of the individual represented states, which is why you also have senators and representatives and all the rest of the government in place. So keep that in mind. But then the affirmative idea, the fact that you can't go in and cast a negative vote, you have to uh, cast an affirmative vote. So what are you affirming? Not personalities, you're affirming uh, policy. Who's going to do the best job of representing your values, your principles, your convictions, in a policy manner. I don't care about what comes out of their mouths because here's what we learned. Mr. Obama told us there was this thing called campaign rhetoric. So you really can't trust what they say while they're walking around literally trying to convince everybody to vote for them. But what you can do is look at who their associations are and you can look at what their policies that they've made in the past are and decide for yourself, is this somebody who's already proven themselves Is somebody I can trust to help give me the best environment for me to live out my convictions, my principles, my values. That's what you're voting for when you get there. So let's do a quick comparison between these guys, because, you know, they both claim to be Christian from one uh, denomination or another, but I think we could look at their histories and say, maybe that's not so true. It was harder for Trump the last time around, and I was one of those guys who was there. I was like, we don't actually know. We haven't seen this guy govern. We haven't seen him make any policy anywhere. So what do we actually have to go by? Only what he says, which is why I was late to get on board with that one. But That's not true anymore. Now we have arguably one of the most, maybe even the most conservative presidency that we've ever had. And that's thanks to Trump at large. And I'm gonna mention a little bit more about that in in just a short bit, but first, That's one side. The other side, we have Mr. Biden and all of his campaign people, which I honestly, the guy, what's going on in his head, what's coming out of his mouth, it's really hard to tell is he even going to be in control when he, if he gets elected and put in there. But regardless of that, we can look at his history and see what kind of a person he's been. We can look and see what types of policies, the people he associates with, what they're supporting. And there's some that are really easy to say. Absolutely not. Associations like Antifa, or the BLM Marxists, okay? These are not people that we want to have running our nation, but these are people that no matter how many times we've cried for President Trump, you must denounce, you must renounce, we can't have any white supremacy, you need to condemn it. It's almost as if they think that they, until Trump stands up and assumes the authority of God and casts these people into hell, they won't be satisfied. But we haven't got one time, even though the president did press for it in a debate, not one time has we have we heard Biden or Harris or anybody else over there come right out and say, You know what? Antifa's bad news, guys. Those guys are terrorists, and we don't want the Marxists on our side either. And these people are not just doing acts of violence now. They're threatening more and more acts of violence, which is why this is a critical election. These are the means in which they are using to try to control the conversation, to try to control the electoral climate, the environment that we're living in. They want to manipulate people into fear, into terror, just like the situation with the COVID. Don't be surprised. It's not a coincidence that all this stuff is still happening now. It's all been the same idea that they are trying to force and to suppress people on the right, people who consider themselves Republican, people who consider themselves to be conservative. They want to suppress those people. And it's not like it's just going to go away when the election happens. These are the associations and these are the tactics of these guys. And if they actually win with these associations and with these tactics, what reason do they have to put them aside? They have none. Okay, it's a winning strategy. If it's a winning strategy, why would I stop using it? They will give them no incentive, which is why this is a critical election, which is why we must vote for somebody whose opinions, whose policies that we can trust that they will act will support things like law and order, confronting things like terrorism in our nation. That's an important point. Also, as I'm referencing Christian values, The idea that we're just gonna transgender kids, that's crazy, okay? Uh, Gender dysphoria, as it used to be known, used to be something that we didn't even worry about it with the little kids, but now they're all about it. And not just affirming a kid's opinion about what they are that day. No, they're straight up okay with making personal physical, permanent changes to little kids' bodies. Poor people like James Younger, who's in a divorce home and he's back and forth between both parents and he's one way with one parent and another way with another parent. And we're going to decide for this young person who may not even have a confusion. He just may be really wanting to make both mom and dad happy. All right, we're going to make a permanent decision for this kid. And Here's another thing. If you're a biblical person, if you're on the side of Jesus, you're not going to be okay with anybody who supports an idea that God made mistakes, right? Oh yeah, this body, the one that I'm living in, I know better than God what sex I'm supposed to be, what gender I'm supposed to be, or what how I'm supposed to express myself in a sexual way, or whatever all the other parts of that are attached to it. That's not okay. You don't just get to put yourself above the Lord and start making those decisions for yourself just because technology has gotten us to that point. But that's a leftist perspective, just like the murdering of the babies. And that's an easy case for us to make now, morally and scientifically, that it is murder of innocent. It is child sacrifice. It is infanticide. And anybody who tries to tell you different, they're either lying to you or lying to themselves. But they're probably lying to themselves and to you at the same time while they do it. Because what they really want to do is protect their throne, their idolatry, the God of me, myself, and I. And I just want to continue supporting numero uno. And I'm okay with killing somebody else to make that true in my life. And that's the perspective. That's their position. That's what you're voting for if you go in there and you vote for Biden. But on the other side with President Trump, now regardless, again, I know a lot of people aren't happy with what they know about his personal history, with what they hear coming out of his mouth, how he behaves and conducts himself in public sometimes. Yeah, I get it. I already referenced in a previous uh, podcast, he's not going to be getting any rewards for Christian character anytime soon. But again, you're voting for policies. You're voting to hope that he's going to represent your positions, your convictions, your preferences. He's going to represent those in his policymaking. And you can easily say, anybody can, looking at his history since he's taken office, he has done a fantastic job being pro-life, I would like to see more of that taking the funding away from Planned Parenthood, but he's the only person who has even bothered to touch it. That being one, only president to go and actually be a part of some of the national conventions on the pro-life side. And in addition to that, the, the protection of religious liberties and trying to ensure that we actually have the opportunity to live out our faith. Yeah, he's done a great job there. And then with respect to the economy, because I know a lot of people are all about that. How is it going to affect my pocket? And there's no arguing that this this guy has done a fantastic job. Unfortunately, yeah, we still had COVID, but numbers are about where they were before he started, even though there was a dramatic dip. And I don't want to go into the econ- econ- uh, any of that stuff right now. I want to talk about that, but just pointing out that he has done well. He obviously knows what he's doing, the lifting of the restrictions to provide more freedoms to businesses. That was a good idea. And that's also, that helps us too, on the those of us who are down here in the citizenry. It's easier for a place to provide employment for people if they aren't spending all kinds of extra money on regulations from the government, stuff like that, better biz, uh, bonuses, better wages, all of these things a benefit because of the changes that the president has been making to our economy. And in with respect to international trade, which I think is very important, this idea that we do want to rebuild, refocus, and make ourselves sufficient inside our own nation, that's a very important idea. So these are a lot of things that you can trust that you're voting for. You're not going to go in there and vote for his mouth. You're going to go in there and vote for his pen, if nothing else, right? Because we want to know that he's actually going to protect our rights, our values. And he's doing the best job that we've seen in a while. But here's the other thing that I wanted to reference. The fact that he's probably your MVP. If you're on the right, if you're somebody who believes in the Bible, if you're somebody who believes, if you're like a GOP party person, you need this guy let's look at the record before president trump got there it was mostly political theater not to say that there's never been another gop guy who does this any good but if you look at since trump got in there you're not going to find any other independent oh the party did it without him the party had an idea the party pursued it and the party gave us something because they just haven't been that way pretty much since clinton i think the the last time they were a legitimate opposition party that actually had like their own values that they're fighting for haven't really seen it what we've seen is a lot of capitulation let me give give you an example. Let's talk about Obamacare because that was like a huge issue. Everybody was running on that issue back in 2012, 2014, 2016, right? We were trying to get as many people in there as possible so that we could undo the Obamacare situation. And and before President Trump was elected, we had 52 or something like that show votes. I'm calling them show votes because it was a part of the political theater. They were voting to repeal Obamacare when they knew of course, it's not going to land on Obama's desk, and he's going to be like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. No, that isn't going to happen, And that, but they were still casting the votes that they knew were basically just so that everybody would see the, who they are, what they're saying, and they could run on that. But once President Trump actually got there, and those votes actually could have accomplished something, nope. Sorry, we can't actually do that anymore. We'll just, we'll just deal with the individual mandate and we'll leave the rest of the infrastructure in place so everybody can continue to pay ridiculous wages for premiums and everybody can continue to struggle to find the coverage that they want. And uh, we'll just leave all that there, even though for years we said that we weren't going to. Because that actually does a better job of representing your GOP. So you actually need somebody who's gonna stand up there and be a strong personality, who is going to work with those folks and help to more or less drag them where we wanna go. If that doesn't happen, if we don't get President Trump, I almost think it would be better if we didn't have a, a majority party. It would almost be better if there was no longer the capacity to be a resistance, to be an opposition, and the all of the bad ideas of the left, all the socialists, Marxists, all the rest of that nonsense gets to go on full display so that everybody can see it for what it truly is. Elections have consequences, remember, so I don't know if that's actually gonna happen. I think that's a possibility, but uh, I'm the primary message that I wanted to give to you today is of course, because we answer to somebody above our president and our nation, because again, we are the people, we rule. Every one of us has a say in this situation, but every one of us is also gonna be held account till we vote. So what are, you, what are you going to be affirming when you walk into the booth? Are you going to be affirming the positions of people who believe in things like murder, who believe in things like violence, who believe in things like terror, who believe in rejecting your created form so that you can assume that you're better than god and form yourself in another image uh, those are the things that you want to affirm when you go in and cast your vote or are you going to go in and affirm things like religious liberty or are you going to go and affirm things like the pro-life like the god the creator of life and and we don't get to just kill it because thou shalt not murder right things like that is that what you're going to be affirming when you get there because obviously i think i made it pretty clear where i'm gonna go when i get there and i hope that i can help to bring some other people to the same choice because obviously i think it's right and that's the kind of stuff that we talk about here on this podcast i thank you for joining i thank you for finishing and i hope that you will share this content and you'll come back looking for more here at right all week i am dave and this is where we talk about what's right how it's right and why it matters